Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Chewing the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. Abin, yeah. This is the Black Country Blokes chewing the fat about everything it is mental health, disability, and everything in between. Me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cabman, and our very special guest today, it is Jim Henderson, coming all the way from America. So thank you, brother, for coming on today. And hello, Jim, hello. So, Jim, thank you once again for coming on. But would you like to tell us a little bit about... Well, a little bit about Jim. Sure. Um, I'm Jim Henderson. I'm 37 years old, born with spina bifida. Uh, I am a person with a never give up, no quit attitude. Um, very great support system uh, since birth. Uh, my family uh, always can rely on them on their for their support. Uh, they're caring. They're loving unconditional love. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology and currently I am a disability advocate uh, trying to spread disability awareness um, wherever I can and, and, and educate. Uh, and I always tell people um, if you want to know more, more about spina bifida, you can check out the many resources on it. Uh, but I prefer you come to the first source, which is me. Because I'm an open book and I can explain to you uh, how spina bifida affects me in every way. Because if you don't know, spina bifida affects each individual differently. Um, so, but I just, you know, I live every day to the best of my ability. And uh, despite any challenges I face, I try to overcome the best way I can. Well, Jim, could you explain what Spina Bifida is? Because we had a, a wonderful, wonderful, remarkable woman, Kerry Davis, on the show the other day, and she had it. But what did she got as well, Lee? Okay, so Spina Bifida is Sorry, a... Sorry, Jim, she's got tethered cord, Spina Bifida, so it's a slightly different one, isn't it, Jim, as far as I'm aware? Yes, uh, so Spina Bifida is a chronic lifelong physical disability. Uh, it affects uh, different levels of lesion, uh, uh, paralysis. Um, for me, um, I use a wheelchair and I also use braces and crutches to get around. Some use a motorized wheelchair. Uh, some use a manual wheelchair. I use a manual wheelchair. Uh, and Mostly the, the wheelchair is used for uh, longer distances and crutches and braces used for uh, shorter distances. Um, I, I love to walk when I can, um, but, uh, you know, if I'm taking a uh, hike around the neighborhood or around the mall, um, I, use, I use a wheelchair. And uh, really the physical aspect of spine bifida, the, the, the limitations, if you want to call it that, because uh, I, I try not to place any limits myself, but the limitations uh, is is the real um, concept of what spine bifida is. It's it's a physical disability. And it may affect, affect your, it, may, it, may, your... it may affect some mentally um, as far as learning disabled, but for me, uh, you know, I, 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 I've lucked out on um, have needing a shunt uh, for the main maintenance of hydrocephalus, which is water on the brain. And I've also uh, been able to avoid scoliosis because spine bifida is a curvature of the spine and it doesn't form properly. But for me, I've never had scoliosis. So um, I've been very, very fortunate with, with, with this uh, disability. So it mainly it's mainly affected your is it like the way it's worked is like mainly 
you're walking, but how it can affect people is like all of their limbs, like their arms and even like the brain. Yes. Um, for me, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all upper body. So my legs, uh, and, and, and my feet, uh, you know, I, I, I cannot walk on my own. So it's the, 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 the walking is controlled by braces. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm in my wheelchair strolling around. And but also, I, I always tell, I always tell people just because it affects the limbs, don't think it automatically affects the brain because it doesn't always affect the brain. For me, it does not. Because when you're saying that about the shunt, could you explain what that is? How that can affect people's brains and how you were lucky that it didn't affect that? Um, well, because I never had, um, I've never had that issue. I don't know people who had. I know people who had malfunctions um, w w with their shunt. They've had shunt malfunctions, um, but. Uh, Basically, hydrocephalus is water in the brain, and most of the time that needs to be controlled by a shunt. Um, and you know, I, 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 I don't. Again, I don't have much experience with it. I don't have it, so um, I just know that 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 water flow in the brain needs to be controlled by by a shunt, which is the device that's implanted in in, in the brain. Um, that's why doctors all through my childhood would measure my head to make sure that it's it's all quote unquote normal and i mean when you've got this 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 thing and i imagine i mean you must be such a credit to your family because how many people when uh, when we have bad news our parents have got bad news and everyone say your Kevin's life's over, your Calla Rose's life's over, your Jim's life's over. And then remarkable people like yourself prove everyone wrong and you go on to these extraordinary things anyway. But as great as it is for us to do it, we've been able to do it with the strength of our strong parents, haven't we? Oh, you know, back in 1984, when I was born, um, the doctors, the nurses, the... A lot of the talk was bleak and it didn't really paint a pretty picture. Uh, and my parents, I'm sure that uh, it was a challenge for them. I'm sure they didn't know everything that they were doing, but they didn't think of that. They thought, well, you know, we can do this. We're going to do this. We're going to welcome with open, welcome him with open arms. Um, he's going to be his own ind individual, and he's going to be independent. Because and had they listened to the doctors and you know just let my infection set in and die, um, I wouldn't be where I was today. So of, of course, obviously. So um, family has been. The greatest support system. I, I have I have friends and 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 relatives and um, followers, but uh, my family, my mother and my father, um, I couldn't ask for anything more from them. I actually don't know what, however, I would repay them. And the only repay they ever say is just smile, just just laugh, just just be happy. That's all. Um, so, and I'm, I'm trying to make them as proud as I, I can every day. And it's amazing. That, sorry, Kev, you know, that, that relates to me quite well, because, uh, obviously with my youngest being, being disabled, you do have, you do have times where it is tough, but I'm, I'm very much like you. I like to think of it all on the positive side and, and you know what, you can handle anything that's, that's put at you as long as you've got the people backing you behind you. But what I absolutely love about my daughter's personality and the way she is, she, she's there's no limits to her. There's no because I think as we grow up, we we kind of set limits on ourselves and what we can do and what we can achieve. But because she has no understanding of that, there's just, it's just limitless. If she if she wants to learn how to do something, it's it, there's no there's nothing stopping her. There's no there's none of that imposed limits. Yeah, if I, if I could have. 
if, if, if I could have my, uh, my mother, um, take over as nurse and doctor of all my needs, <laughs> I would, um, because doctors don't always get it right. They always think they know what they're talking about and they know what they always think they know what's best. And at times they get it right. But, uh, there's oftentimes where my mom will say, well, no, I, I think this, or I know I, I, I think that, uh, let's do this. Let's do it that way. She ends up being right. And, um, let me tell you, for someone who has a, a disability and, 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 and trying to find the right doctor as you get older, it, in your childhood, it's much easier. But as you get older, because there's still not a whole lot of doctors that even know what spine bifida is, it's really hard trying to find the right specialist. When you have a parent that's been with you the whole entire time and raised you, been by your side, know what your needs are, they become more familiar than a, than a doctor. Yeah, I've found that again myself. Um, I've made a couple of couple of quite heavy mistakes that weighed on me for quite a while with, within my daughter's care and her growing up. And one of them was that I didn't stick up for her when I knew something was wrong. And it was basically she she had just come out of a coma. It was on an ICU ward, and um, the day after she'd come out and and she didn't seem right to me. But uh, the doctor saying no, she's recovering, she's going well. We're going to send her down to a normal ward. Um, and instead of instead of standing my ground with it, I let that happen. Um, and she went down there, and she went down all really fast, and ended up back in a coma. And um, it's not that the doctors were doing it to be malice; it's just they didn't know her as well as what I did, and I didn't do. I didn't. I put my full trust into the doctor's knowledge, um, and kind of let that carry on and happen instead of sticking up, sticking up for myself and her. And uh, that's one of my biggest regrets still now. You know, I should should have done that earlier. But it's a learning experience, and you do put your absolute trust into the into these doctors and rightly so you know again there was no malice on their side they just thought that was what was right for at the time but they're not they're not around her 24 7 whereas me and my wife are so it, you know it's, it's all learning and you, you you're literally learning on the job aren't you as any parent is with a, a physically abled child but you know your child better than anyone else don't you and sometimes you know when they're a little bit poor you know when they're unwell you know you know your child better than anyone on this planet, don't you? Yeah, let me tell you something. Uh, I can't tell you how many times that doctors and specialists have uh, gone against my mother or my mom and dad, and 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 and, and um, I, I actually like got into a disagreement because um, they thought they, they they knew better, or 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 people. Um, uh, blaming my mom and or my mom and dad for me being disabled when they have no idea uh mm -hmm. and sometimes it's their behavior and sometimes it's their ma ma mannerisms um but other times it's hard for me to say because you want to blame the person right back and 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 and, and say you know you're 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 wrong. You're, you're wrong for thinking that. But then, you know, if you get to the root of it, a lot of times it's this ignorance that they have. Sometimes it's a negative ignorance where they turn a deaf ear and they don't want to hear anything else because what they think is what they think, and it's it's the only thing that they're thinking is and, and, and it's right. Then you have the ignorance where they're not educated. And because they're not educated, they don't have any other answer. They don't have any other thought. Or maybe they, they, it's the way they were brought up. And that's the, the, the one thing. A lot of people say, what, what, what bugs me the most about being disabled? It's not the disability itself. It's the misinformation. It's the misconcepts. It's the uh, ignorance. It's the uneducation. I'm trying to be out there and, and, and educate. Like people say, well, what, what what difference do you want to make? What impact do you want to make? I, I I want there to be more education, and if it's not coming from me, then it shouldn't come just from me. It should come from other people, especially people who don't have a disability. Uh, some sometimes one 
voice is not enough. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's true in a lot of experiences I've, I've had. I've, I've, I've wanted people to stand with me. And I found that a lot of times if people stood with me is much more of an impact. Uh, so I don't always, my main point of that is I don't always blame the person. I, I, I blame society, I, I, I guess, society. And, and, right. and how times are always changing because attitudes are always changing. You're never gonna, you're never gonna erase ignorance. And it's always going to be up to how open the person is. If the person is narrow and rigid, you know, you're going to have a tougher time getting through to that person. If the person is more open, open-minded, then you're going to have an easier time. And and, and that's the real struggle. Uh, trying to get through to an, an audience, a target audience, um, and then working yourself way, 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 way up. And it's especially hard when it's those people that are involved in your life, like your doctors and your friends that you have to get through to because they matter to you. You want them in your life. Well, I think if you can have that education, I mean, it's difficult to know something if you've never been taught about it. And once again, this is why we did this podcast to give people a voice. And it's amazing if you don't know it, how are you ever going to learn it unless someone points it out to you? And it's like what you were saying about disability. People say to me, what, would you like to be able to see perfectly for a day? I went, no, I'd rather other people be blind for a day so then they could see what I have to go through. It's the same with disability. If you can go, oh, well, uh, a disabled toilet, and we have this in the UK, I bet you have it in America, you have a disabled toilet, but the disabled toilet store isn't wide enough to get a, a wheelchair through. So they've They've had the idea, but they haven't seen it through. And uh, by having these conversations with the disabled person, for the carer, with the family, for the brother, for the sister, for the daughter, then we can all have a more open and frank conversation. And with conversations become knowledge. And with knowledge, then we can we can stand there together and say, no, this isn't right, or this is good, but it could be better. And only together we can make a difference. Yeah, and I, I I think as time goes on, it's it's even getting more harder, uh, especially with what the world is. I want to use the word dealing with. I don't know if that's the right right word to do to to say to, is dealing with right now. Um, I, there is so much going on. I I had I had some somewhat of a disappointing conversation with um, a political office recently, and I was talking to her about change, being a voice in the disability community. Her response was this, and like, I didn't know how to, I didn't have a response because all I had was just like, um, I said to her, you know, I have my, I have these concerns and this is what I want to do. And she said, well, you know, with the pandemic going on with, uh, the politics behind that with everyone's opinions and beliefs and uh, with um, everything else going on with it and, and people trying to raise diversity, there's just no time for it. And I'm just like, time, no time for what? No, no time to speak about disability. No, no time to raise awareness. No, no, no time to want to make change. Um, so, so when is it going to be time? I mean, because mm-hmm. this spot benefit has been around for 2000 years. More than that. So when is it going to be time? When when um, am I going to be able to call a place and say, are you uh, accommodating for disabilities? And when they say, yes, they are, they really are. Because sometimes when you go to that place, they're really not. Um, When is it going to be time uh, for the education to be there that there's not, that the ignorance has been you know, not wiped out, but lessened. Um, when when is it going to be time to talk about these things? Because I tell you what, disability is not just by birth, and it can affect anyone at any time. It can affect anyone of any race, gender, uh, religion, anyone. 
Uh, you, you, you can be temporarily disabled. You can have an invisible disability that cannot be seen. Uh, you, you can get a disability as you grow older due to age. So, um, you know, people can join in the disability club at any time. Um, so it should be talked about every day. It, the response should not be, well, it's not, it's not about that right now. And there's no time for that. That's unacceptable. Um, and and I think that's the biggest problem. But there's been so much talk about one certain thing or a couple certain things, and then it being stressed in the media, uh, in the news, on the radio. People just don't talk about it. They don't talk about World Spine Bifida Day. They don't talk about uh, how there's different charities going on for disabilities. They don't. It, it, it's not mentioned uh, widely. But hey, you want to go get your free cup of coffee? Go get it on National Coffee Day, because it's it's talked about. Um, do you we, think we, it's because disability can make people feel uncomfortable? It's like once again, it's like don't look at him in the wheelchair. Instead of going over and having a conversation, it's like don't stare, don't mention this, don't. Instead of going, let's have education about whatever it is. The most smallest thing, I think can make a person feel uncomfortable, especially how, how they are mentally, um, mm. which is why I also try not to blame the person. It's a lot of time in society. I mean, um, it, and the things that you don't even think about can make a person feel uncomfortable, uh, it, it, especially when they're not involved in those things and they're not supporting you. Uh, for instance, I've had experiences where um i get a job and people come up to me and 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 say oh you're working that's so great wow good for you and talking to me like i'm a child mm. and then i'll get other times where um I'll be at the same job or a different job and I'll, I'll people come up and say, um, so what else do you do? And then they'll follow up with nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, uh, I, 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 I'm so glad you get, yeah, you know, you're right. I don't do anything else. Um, this is all I do and I'm grateful because I don't get to do anything else. I mean, come on. Um, or, I'll, I'll be I'll be shooting hoops and oh it, isn't it great you get to uh, go out and shoot hoops yeah you know that today's the day they let everyone out in wheelchairs to play basketball so, I mean come on it's the, like the you're less thing. less human kind of thing that they're, they're talking to you as if you're not a human being you are and I find that with some people they don't talk to you as a, a, a person they talk to you as a disability instead of going well, look, that is just one part of who I am, but this isn't all I am. I am many different things. That's what makes Kevin Dillon. Right. Or, or telling my mom, oh, it's a shame because he's too handsome to be, to be what, disabled? <laughs> I mean, the smallest things that should make people feel comfortable make people feel comfortable. And it really irks me because I don't understand why. And I guess it's not my, uh, my, my, my thing to understand. You know, it's 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 for them to understand. Uh, what, what I really, my response to that, that is, you know, worry about why don't you just worry about yourself? Stop worrying about what I'm, especially to these people that don't even know me. They just walk up to me, um, and and instead of saying, "Oh my God, it's a miracle you have a job and that you're working and you have a disability," um, first try hi, how you doing? Mm. I mean, really, uh, I, or 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 uh, talk to me like you said, like a, uh, I'm a human being, or mm -hmm. really just talk to me. Because uh, sometimes I'll be out with a friend, or I'll be out with my parents, and um, we'll be ordering something at a restaurant, uh, and a, a conversation will strike up, and I'm there, sitting right there, standing right there, and that person will be talking to my friend, or be talking to my parents and they just totally just disregard me like when I'm there and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and at times I will talk and I'll ask them a question 
and then they'll direct your answer towards my parents or my friend. Like, I'm, I'm right here. Do you not think I'm capable of speaking? I don't get that. Yeah. We had the same experience, didn't we, Kev? When we, we me, me and Kev for our CIC, we went to set up a bank account. Um, I'd done all my stuff online, and then uh, me and Kev went in to kind of do his end of it, and um, we we sat down at the table to finish off all the paperwork. And I said, before we started, I said, look, Kev can't read the contract you're going to give him, so I'm going to read it out to him, and he'll and I'll point where to sign if he's happy with it. And and at that, everything then was directed towards me, wasn't it, Kev? Everything, mm-hmm. any question, I thought, like, <laughs> you know, he's not deaf. And he can certainly answer you. There's no, there's no, you know, he, he just can't read it. I'm going to read out what, whatever you put in front of him. But yeah, he was very much like, um, he was deaf and dumb, wasn't it? And when you come from having a disability, and because mine isn't like one that you can spot, I'm not in a wheelchair, I've got a blind cane, run a boxing club. And then they'll talk to you normal, and then you'll say it, I can't see very well, because, oh, bloody hell, how do I respond now? So I will talk to his wife, his friend. It's like, Oh my god! I didn't realise you were not. I didn't realise you weren't normal. You were disabled. So now I'm going to just talk over you. And when you've had that for most of your life, it is upsetting and it can be heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, especially in the world of social media. Uh, I, I've been at it for years, uh, trying to make a difference, um, trying to gain a following. Because we all know social media is a numbers game. Um, and I believe it was Dr. Seuss who said, um, you may be one person to the world, but to the one, one person, you are the world. I wish that would apply to social media a lot of times. I, I And um, there are times when I just want to take a back seat to social media and stop trying because uh, today in, in, in this world, if you're not a public figure, you're not always listened to. You don't always get that attention. And it's really a shame because how come the people with 50 followers, 100 followers can't be a voice? Why do you need that little blue check mark next to your name to, 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 to be someone? Uh, shouldn't always be have to be celebrity like to to be to be known to be heard. Now I I I get it. The more attention you gain, the more you're heard. The the the, the, the more people you affect. I get it. Um, but there are so many people, including myself. I I feel as though I feel as though I have potential, and I feel as that the potential is not being used as much as it can. Because just I'm just not I'm trying to find a way to um, fit in with different uh, concepts of social media. You have your um, uh, that pertain to your interests. Like my interests uh, are like an exercise. So you have your 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 bodybuilders of the world and your supplement makers. And um, because I don't have it's not to put down those type of people, but you have, so um, I'm, I I don't may not look like them, you know. I may not be big and muscular, but I I, I work out daily and I try my best and I'm very active. Um, but because I've been told this, I don't have a certain following that I'm just a joke, an amateur. Um, yeah, it's just, it, 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 it's it's the same way with other interests I have in, in, in trying to be a voice. Um, but the reason why I don't uh, give up on trying is because something like this, which I'm 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 grateful for. I mean, I I always say to my parents, it it might take just that one post that one person sees. That, that that will get me somewhere. I don't care about the fame. I don't care about the fortune. I just want to be heard. And this is a great opportunity for me to get hurt. Um, I mean, I, again, uh, well, away from the UK. I mean, I'm just blown away. Um, 
So I, I, that's why I always believe that everything happens for a reason. Uh, if I'm meant to do something, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to see it all the way through. Uh, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Um, but it, I, I just get very uh, frustrated when you're trying through social media and you just, it's not there because you don't have the following. It's, oh, you, you're, you're not using the right caption. You're not using the right hashtag. Uh, your picture looks weird. Um, All of my pictures look weird. I think that's just me face. <laughs> <laughs> but you know no, what? Been... You, you know what really keeps me going? I, I, I had a job. Uh, I had a couple jobs where I worked with children. And I really mm. do believe um, that children uh, are, 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 are very um, positively per, 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 perceptive. perceptive. Mm. Um, I get a lot of children that will be very uh, mindful when they're yes. speaking to me. Uh, when they're asking me questions, they're they're very uh, inquisitive, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Uh, but it's pure. Uh, it's pure and it's honest, isn't it? It's not malicious. They ask a question for an answer. Yeah, uh, and um, I I've always been very uh, appreciative of it, uh, mm. and it, it it it's it's just a shame when you have a child that wants to know things and their parents still, you know, want them to hold back. Let, let your child ask. Let, let, let's see what happens. Uh, I'm not going to steer them wrong. You I, always I, say I, that, don't you, Lee? You always say yeah, that you're yeah, Rose. I was saying my, my daughter's got a wheelchair that's quite fancy and the wheels light up and it's all colourful. And um, the amount of times I've been walking down the street and you'll see... You'll see children inquisitive that, you know, they want to look at this flashy wheelchair that's coming past and you'll see the parents kind of pulling, pulling them away. Um, and I'd much prefer them to come up and ask questions. And they can't, they can't even ask me an embarrassing question or anything along that line. We've, we've, we've heard it all before kind of thing. And, and I'd much prefer to pass on the knowledge and, and kind of show that, yeah, my daughter's in a wheelchair, but she's still, she's still a human. She's still, you know, she's exactly the same as, as anyone else. Um, and yes, I much prefer people to come up and, and you know, to you as such. Yeah, so I, I believe it's just, it's it's those children that will grow up and continue on what I'm what I'm trying to do, and that that's been the bright spot of all the negative attitudes, of all the behaviors, of the misconceptions and misinformation. I believe that there is a bright spot in in, in these children that want to know more. That that will make a difference. That's my hope, and, and I think that's the only way that we will be um, racism, prejudice,ism, all these isms, um, is by telling our children once again how am I supposed to know unless I'm taught it. And this is what we want to be doing in going to schools, talk about mental health, put into kids' language. Kevin, uh, why is Kevin angry? Why is Kevin crying? Why is this? And it's okay to ask questions and re-educating -re children on empathy if they're sad or if uh, Kevin's over there, don't leave Kevin out because would you like to be left out? If Kevin can't run, can we do a game that Kevin's included in? And by doing this, if you, if you mention it to a child, they want to play with everyone and they will find a way to make everyone included, but they'll only do it if you bring it to their attention in a kind and positive manner. And I think once you teach children these skills, they take it then to adulthood. It's like a child who has had a disabled parent or a disabled sibling is very aware of it. And they often go up to be very kind human beings because they know how their sibling, their parent felt, and they, they become the most best human beings in the world. Have you found, have you gone in brothers or sisters, Jim? Excuse me, what was that last part? Have you got any brothers or sisters? Brothers or sisters? No, I am the only child. But have you seen that in your in your like in the world when you've seen someone who's had a sibling of someone like Lee's got two two other kids, and you can see the kind nurturing side of them coming out, 
And that's because they've had lived experience of being there. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I can see what you're saying. And I think if we can have these conversations at early doors, at um, kindergarten level or primary school level in the UK, then maybe we can make a choice. Maybe, sorry, we can make a difference. But we, we've talked about this. What, what, I mean, you're an advocate for disability and so many people have given up with far less hurdles than you've had. But what, what you, I, I believe you said you've got a degree and what have you done, you know, in despite of all these hurdles? What things have you achieved and are going to achieve? Right. So, um, yes, I do have a degree in Bachelor's Degree in Psychology. Um, I was uh, inducted into the uh, Psychi Honor Society in college. Um, the first thing I ever did with my degree, one of the first things is um, while I worked at a hospital in the patient relations department, um, going to each room, asking the patient how they're doing, uh, asking if they need anything, you know, basic things. Uh, I went above and beyond, as I always do doing my job. Um, and uh, I stayed with some of the patients. I, I talked with them. Um, not having a license to doing that, but, you know, just, just general talk, because it doesn't always need to be um, about their feelings. It's just, it can be just general, basic talk and they they really appreciated it uh and the psychiatrist at the hospital uh, he noticed he picked up on that and uh told him i had a degree and he said you know i want you to shadow me so i shadowed him uh while he visited his, his, his patients and i learned a lot from that uh and while i may not seem like the jobs i held uh practicing my uh, degree, it had a lot to do with people, with consumers, with customers, with children. Like I, I just said, I had a few jobs where I worked with children. I was a uh, summer camp counselor. I was a um, group supervisor of a before and after school program. Um, and an athletic director for people with disabilities um, for a fall program. So um, I, I did do a lot of things that a student graduating with a psychology degree could be very e effective in, uh, because not only was I able to implement programs for different types of people, I was also able to uh, see that they not only physically were successful, but, but mentally as, as, as well. Um, and being a person that's a disability themselves, uh, was I had an easier time helping to modify programs for each individual child. Uh, so yeah, I've been, I've, been I've, I've had many achievements throughout life. Um, I, I was a wheelchair basketball athlete, wheelchair wheelchair track and field athlete, um, but a lot of the things that I I, I accomplished uh, was because of my great support system. And even, like I said, I can't say, I can't say enough about it. Um, if everyone has at least one person in their life that they can count on, that's all they really need. Uh, and I've, I've, been, I've been very blessed. And I always say this is not the end for me. And when I do, when I do think it, it well, you know, I, I, I don't know if anything else will come up. There's times when my plate is like absolutely empty. Mm. And I'm like, well, I guess there's no more opportunities coming up. I guess it, nothing's happening. And when the pandemic hit, I'm like, what am I going to do now? Mm. And a lot of times when I say that, I'm being made a fool of because something will come up. And then I'll be like, oh, okay. I was wrong for thinking that. Um, and I'll be pleasantly surprised. Because uh, um, they have to remember, uh, and this is what I always went by, uh, something my mother always taught me. 
when you think things can't get any worse, they turn up and you've imagined. And there is times when um, I, I thought, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do anything else. Maybe I've done all I could and, 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 and that's that. And then something else comes up where I, I, I'm able to make an accomplishment and work towards my goal, my ultimate goal of just being a voice. If I can keep impacting just at least one person, that one person could in turn impact another, impact another, impact another. Uh, that's, that, that's all I want to do. Um, I just want to keep making an impact. There have been people disabled and not disabled that have come up to my parents and uh, just really wanted to thank me and, and, and how I helped them. And that to me is just, that's all I need. That's all I really need. And I think that's it, brother. I think like sometimes we're waiting to be, you know, we're all after the destination. Or, but when we're looking for love, we can never find it. We're always looking for it in the wrong places. And then when we just sit back and relax, it's amazing what the universe, God, whatever you believe in, puts in front of you. It doesn't mean we've got to take our foot off the pedal. We've got to keep working hard. But when it's right, it just all falls into place. And I think what you said then, it's not about trying to change the world. Changing one person's life can mean the world to that person. And in yeah. itself, that is a gold medal. I mean, I, 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 I'll admit it. I get, I get caught up in how many likes did I get? How many views did I get? Um, who, who's looking at this? Who's looking at that? Uh, oh, man. Uh, let me check every five minutes. I get caught up in that sometimes because, unfortunately, that's how a lot of people get their start. And it's really a shame. Um but, you know, back 10, 15 years ago, back when I was born, it wasn't all about that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just, it's really unfortunate. It can mess people up. Social media can mess people up because it, it, mm -hmm. it messed me up at times. Um, you know, I, I 2016, I, I started a segment called Hashtag Motivate Your Monday. And, uh, I, my first video, I showed an exercise, I talked about a motivational topic, and it, and it hit off. But just as you pull a car, a new car out of a lot, out of a, out of a parking lot, um, things get old. And um, my videos, now, it got me uh, news appearances, like I was on a news station, um, I was uh, I had I was interviewed by two radio stations, um, and uh, local newspapers picked me up, and I, I had things that that had happened through it, but it didn't it didn't stick, and um, I, I I wanted I wanted to be different. I, I wanted to be a standout. I didn't want to be another trend. I'm I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. Uh, and I wanted to do something different. I wanted to do, I didn't want to do another silly dance. I didn't want to be uh, yeah. a, another person that had this one phrase that everybody just keeps using. I, I wanted to, it to be a positive motivational concept. Um, but it, it, it just, it didn't stick. And I got caught up in how many likes, how many views. Uh, and one day I just, decided to stop doing it and that was hard for me but when i started it i said that if it didn't work it didn't work but well i'll go on to the next thing uh i i i, I wish it had um but i'm grateful for the opportunities that it gave me and it must have still meant something because um during the pandemic, I did have an interview with a local newspaper. Uh, the editor said that she recognized, saw one of my videos, um, saw how I am with family, and she wanted to do an interview with me. So while that was a few years back, um, a video that was a few years back just got noticed last year. 
So um, you never know what can happen. So that's why I always, I, I don't, I never lose hope. It's, it's important not to lose sight of yourself. Well, that's, and Lee's always telling me, Lee's one of my best friends in the world. We've known each other for all our lives, more or less. And he says, Kev, very few opinions actually matter. You will have people saying, oh, Kev, you are the best thing. And you have thousand million lives going, you are the best thing since sliced bread. And then you have another hundred thousand saying, Kevin, you are the worst thing since the devil himself. He went, apart from a very few opinions, their opinions don't matter. It's those like your family, my family, select friends who are my family. They're the only opinions that matter. Everything else is just, it is what it is. But is it important? At least teach me. And now being on my journey, it's not really. It's very few opinions that count. And I think sometimes we lose ourselves to try and meet this jigsaw that we're not. Instead of just sticking to ourselves, if they like us, they like us. If they agree with us, they agree with us. But I ain't changing. I'm just going to be me to the best of my ability. And you can't, you can't please everyone. You can't. No. Um, that's why self-care is so much important. But while self-care is so much important, and you don't want to lose sight of yourself, you don't want to lose sight of the people that really matter to you also, the ones that do show you love, to show you kindness, show you support. Um, those are the people that you need to keep around. Uh, and th those people I've been very fortunate with. I do have friends. I have family. Um, you know, I, I've never really been um, without people in my life that have in my corner. So uh, as, as long as you have one person in your corner, that's all you really need. Um, keep yourself in check. Keep your people around you in check and everyone else everyone's going to have an opinion and everyone's opinion is going to be different some uh are, are going to follow one thing and others are going to follow another thing uh and so because everyone has an opinion i don't mind what i mind is when they try to push their opinion onto me mm -hmm. and, and and they try to do harm onto me with their opinions and then they try to bash me with their opinions, that's when it becomes pretty, pretty extreme. That I, I, that to me is uncalled for. Mm. You can have well, your opinion, just well, don't push it on me. Craig, one of our other hosts who started with us, he says, back in the day, we, we all had an opinion. Nowadays, through social media, everyone has got the facts, but they forget it's not the facts. <laughs> it's just your opinion on the situation. Yeah, um, you know, some people don't don't like that I'm I, I'm I'm private from social media on, on politics, religion, um, what goes on in the news. I'm pretty much private. Some people don't mm -hmm. like it. Some people want me to voice my opinion, but uh, it's not that I'm afraid. Um, mm -hmm. But I I don't appreciate backlash i may receive people have lost friends and then they say well they weren't really your friends but i guess i'm not willing to really hear um what my friends might say because i really do want to keep those people around uh you know and i i don't want to believe that their opinion might be so different that my opinion is crap and that they're, 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 they're willing to lose me over it. So I, I, I keep to myself. I, I really don't think that it's, it's a platform to, to have all of that on, on, on there. I'm all about motivation and positivity and making a difference. I don't have time for, well, this went on the news today and this is how I feel about it. Um, I just think it opens up too many doors and, and, and too many other wrong doors. Uh, it's okay, you know, for some others. That's what they use it for. You know, I'll, uh, um, oh, I'm currently brushing my teeth. Sweet. 
that's fine. It's fine for them. Me, I'm not all about that. I, 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 I try to keep things, things that are personal to me, personal. Um, because it just can open up. I, 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 I've tried to voice my opinion on things on different people's posts. And it just opens up a whole thread. And I, I get tired of reading. But don't you find that some people, misery makes them happy? <laughs> you know, they, they, they love oh, people to that love to complain. Yes. And if that makes them happy, they're, you know, as long as they leave me alone, I'll, I'll let them do what they want because they ain't going to pop off. But you... and, and that's the thing, as long as they leave me alone, because at the end of the day, are you supporting me? Are, mm. are, are, are you helping me in any way? If you're not, then you don't have business in telling me what I should think and what I should do. My parents, on one hand, they have more of a right. Even though I'm an adult, I live with them. They 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 help me. They've been a great support. So they have more of a right to voice their opinion and 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 try to um, get me in the right direction. Other people that don't support me that think they're trying to get me in the right direction, they have no business in doing so. Um, and and I think that's what at the end of the day annoys me most. Annoys me most. Other than uh, rather than having a disability, mm-hmm. to me that that's just who I am. People say, "Would you want a cure if there was one? Because there isn't. But if there was a cure spinal bifida, would you take it?" And my answer has always been, my answer is no. It always will be no because I, one thing, I'm 37, and I'll be this way for 37 years, and that's just the way it is. I've I've I've, I've adapted to things. I've been accustomed to things. Uh, I, I grew up with it, so no. Um, I don't always accept how things are, but I understand it. And I'm aware, and I, and 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 it, everything happens for a reason. So that's just the way it is. Um, but if you, if I, if I try to change something that's not 100% about me, and I come out worse, <clears throat> then what? I'm 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 fine the way I, the way I am. I really am. Um, I have my days so that, that that where I think I don't I don't want this. Um, yeah, I I, I I I would I would take the day and be able-bodied just to see what it's like. Yeah. But that could change everything. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting choked up. Um. You never know what could happen if you change one thing. So, and sometimes the, the thing is that could ruin your whole outlook then, because then it could make you bitter about the situation. But because you don't know how it was not to be how you are, you've accepted it. So sometimes by having that taste into the other life, could rock the boat. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, Jim, don't you think? Well. If you weren't disabled, how, how you would have grown up and things like that. Yeah, I've gone to that point in my brain and, and thought about it, but I don't really know for sure what, what it would have like, been like. So why think about it? But the um, thing is that that world will never exist. So why drive yourself crazy on thinking? And I've been there. If, my, if I'd have been born with, uh, if I hadn't had many choices and I could have boxed and I could that world will never exist. So why send ourselves crazy? All we can do is try to change the things that we have that we can change. Why send ourselves crazy? Because we, we will never, that world will never exist. And all we can do is make ourselves sad, angry and bitter when there's no chance of that world happening. So I think all we can do is play the best hand with the hand, the best game and hand that we've been dealt. And by the sounds of it, Jim, you've done that and you will continue to do that, being this positive person. And we've got to focus on what we can instead of what will never be. Does that make right. sense? Right. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm more of a future 
person yes. than I am in the past. There's time where I go go in the past in my brain and think, oh, maybe this, maybe that. If that would happen, this would have happened. Mm. But I'm more of, well, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen next yes. week? What's going to happen next month? Um, what have I got I, control I, of doing? What, we, what can I do to the best of my ability? Right. What there is the next I, challenge? There are things that I still want to do and I still want to see. Uh, and um, there's this there's this one thing uh, that's always been a problem, an issue, uh, a, a roadblock uh, physically and, and literally um, that I've been uh, wanting to change just out of how to go about doing it. Um, there's this thing called the grandfather clause, and it's that if a place is deemed historical, that place of business does not have to do anything to accommodate a person with disability. Yes. If they have steps, they have steps. If they have um, an, 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 a steep incline, they have a steep incline. They don't have to do anything. If they have bathrooms uh, up on a second floor and it's all steps, they don't have to do anything to bring them downstairs. Uh, and I think again, that's another another hurdle of my disability that um, I don't I don't like. Uh, and my friends and my family, they they do the best when I'm when I'm with them and I can't do something because of that that they try to make me a part of it. Um, but I businesses need to do the same thing. They need to make a customer, a consumer with its disability feel like that they're a part of the experience. And I think there's more times that uh, they say, well, we're not going to do anything. I mean, I, 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 I was at a college fair. I was looking at a college. I, I picked up paperwork to fill out, an application to fill out. They took it right from me, and they said no. When they know they can't say no, um, and they just – you know, find out disregarding me, and then I said, "Why? Why you say no?" Oh, well, well, you know, we're not we're under the grandfather clause, and we don't have to accommodate you. I really wish, and this would be great, if one day that one minor small change, so that people with disabilities can experience what they want to experience, without having to worry about this grandfather clause, could could could, could be me, um, but. what i've been i've been facing and uh i don't know if there is enough uh, stre uh stress enough to um want to do that especially when you have a political office telling you that there's no time for that that there is there's there's too much going on and there's no time uh you know Maybe next year, maybe this time, maybe next time. When is there going to be a next time? But it will happen. You know, every journey starts with a single footstep. But Jim, my brother, thank you ever so much for coming on today. I've, we're going to have to wind it up. Uh, very, uh, very. Um, but like um, before, before I, um, I'm going to just mention our support group tomorrow. So what I'm doing, if you just have a think about a quote that's helped you get through life. So tomorrow, every Wednesday at the Lions Boxing Club, we do a men's only support group, 7pm to 9pm. Men can just turn up and none of us are experts, but we are experienced. to so come and join us, have a coffee, a cry, a laugh, whatever makes you better. But Jim, thank you, my brother, for coming on. Have you got any quotes or sayings that have helped you get through life? In high school, when I graduated, every student needed a quote for the yearbook. Here's what I came up with. Never give up. Quit your crying. Live by my motto, keep on trying. And some have, some have asked me, when do you stop trying? Because I always say keep on trying. You stop trying when you've done your best. When you feel like you, you're satisfied that, that you've done everything you could and you just couldn't do it. Um, it just wasn't meant to be. Doesn't mean you failed. It just means wasn't meant to be. You did it. And if you didn't try at all, you never would know. So you keep on trying until you can't, and you move on. So never give up. 
quit your crying, live by mom out, keep on trying. And listen, we weren't born into this world to do everything, but we were born in this world to do at least one thing. So we all have a purpose, every one of us. Well, guys, until we see each other next time, take care of yourselves and each other. To roll a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen, listen.